Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 60 of the Bumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. We're back after a short hiatus um, and we have Paul back with us. Paul, how have you been? I've been pretty good, apart from a small dose of COVID. Yeah, recovering now though? Yeah, all back in, back ready, ready for flag football the weekend. Good stuff. Yeah, we've got our first draft this weekend, so we might need to uh, touch on a bit of that as well. Uh, also joining this week is Mo. Giddy up! I'm excited about the flag football over here. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Jinx isn't on, but he may be joining later. So, uh, gents, we're breaking down the NFC West. Uh, it's kind of maybe the most open division out of everyone, um, I think, anyway. Uh, I'm going to start with the Rams, and probably for obvious reasons. Big injury in that division. Uh, Mo, I know he's a player you are high on. Uh, but st- let's start with the quarterback position. In many people's opinion, a big upgrade from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford. Um, how do you feel about Stafford at the Rams, Mo? And who do you think it's going to help in particular? Stafford's, uh, I think he's going to be a top 10 QB this year uh, with that Rams offense. Well, Akers, I think, uh, is going to take a little, it's going to maybe, maybe he might take a little bit of a hit, seeing if they can get the running game going there or not. Uh, but he was originally slated to be a top 10 QB for me. Um, because of the Acres injury, uh, maybe top twelve, top thirteen, but I no, think he's I'll great. Top twelve. <laughs> oh, uh, I was gonna say. All right, that's. I mean, I, I, I'm probably with you on that on twelve. Then, uh, just because of the Acres injury, I, I mean, that's that's a perfect team for him. He's got they got an O line. They had a running game, I think, which should still fare well. Um, and they got they got talent at wide receiver between Cup, the Woods, and uh, Higby at tight end. Yeah, now, I, so... must, I feel I feel this is an appropriate time to confess. The reason I wanted to make sure I came on today is to pick up some tips. I knew Stafford might be going to the Rams, but I didn't know he was going to the Rams yet. That's how out of touch I am. So I'm here more of an educational standpoint, so I know who I can draw. Someone, re- someone really switched off for the off-season. Oh, my God. I've just been uh, – you name it. I've uh, Every time I think I'm back to form, I haven't been, and something else has gone wrong. And then where I thought I was back, then another little better. As I say, COVID. But yeah, that's how bad it's been. I'm, I'm well behind. Yeah. And you're working on some exciting stuff. Won't divulge on here, but yeah, so it's been it's been, been a fun, it's been a fun off season. Yeah, it's been fun for you. Um, so, how do you feel about Daryl Henderson then as a running back? Do you think he could carry the load? Do you think it's going to end up being someone else like Xavier Jones or Jake Funk? Paul, how do you feel about <laughs> Henderson? I don't think I don't think it will just be Henderson. Um, you think we're looking at a committee? I, I think, it, yeah, I, I, I do at the moment. I wouldn't be particularly comfortable drafting him. Um, and you know, at, at the beginning, you know, in the beginning of the season, I think is well. Then again, I suppose he's going cheap enough that it's probably okay. But I wouldn't be overly comfortable drafting him as my. Um, so we've got our first draft, which is the league you run this Saturday. Would you feel comfortable with Henderson as your running back too, if you're stacked in other areas? Well. I'm going, to, I'm going to have Aaron Jones as my um, uh, RB1. Um, so maybe on that basis, actually, because I'm, I'm quite happy with um, Aaron Jones because we've got to keep the league, so I know I'm already getting him. Oh, you're um, keeping him, yeah. Yeah, I, I have to with the rest of the, the, rest of the team I've got, um, I think. And, and just how many of the running backs are out, you end up. I mean, I, I saw the guy who got last last year didn't take any running backs. He went in zero RB. It backfired badly on him. I don't want the same thing to happen to me. Uh, was, was, it, was that Amir? I think, I think that oh, was yeah, it was Amir. It was Amir. I forgot. I completely <laughs> forgot. 
I, th- I think that player has his name on the trophy, unlike uh, someone else on here, Paul. No, I scribbled my name on it. <laughs> um, oh, what are your thoughts on Henderson? Um, I kind of like him right now, but um, honestly, I don't know Xavier Jones or James Funk. Um, I think they're gonna go. Uh, uh, they're gonna go free agency and try to plug that hole. Most likely, gonna expect a running back by committee. Um, so I again, it depends how cheap you can get them. I mean, I, I think I would say I would feel really comfortable if I get him as a wide, if a running back three. Um, I don't know about running back two though. I think you might be paying a little premium for him. Yeah, and then on the receivers. So um, we've mentioned the upgrade at quarterback. So some of the notable receivers you've got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, of course. Van Jefferson coming into year two. You've got Deshaun Jackson, who's a bit of a speed merchant, and. Um, what was the name of the guy they added in the second round this year? I can't see him on the uh, roster. But it was uh, two, 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 two Atwell. Two, two Atwell, that was it. So um, who do you think the addition of Stafford really helps, Mo? Uh, you know, I was kind of, I was actually thinking about this, uh, I think, a couple of weeks ago. I don't know who's going to benefit more, the Woods or Cup. You have Jackson there who'll be peppered in here and there, like for a couple of big plays. Um, I honestly, I'm, I'm trying to think back with Detroit, um, you know, you had Marvin Jones going off some games, but then you all would also have, you know, Galladay or, you know, back when Megatron was there. So I, I want to say he still aims for, he, I think he, he, ta- he prefers the X and the Y. He doesn't really go for the slot receivers. And, I was just going to say, yeah, so Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, more slot specialist. Correct. I think Cooper Cup gets hurt in this because Jared Goff was a, uh, uh, you know, less decisive. He'd look more in the middle of the park. Um, he targeted his tight ends and slot quite often. Whereas I think Stafford, I think personally, Robert Woods is the big benefactor here. And yeah, I, I think so. If I was going to pay for either of those as a win now team, personally, I'm going for Robert Woods. There's only one year age gap between Cup and Woods. Um, I know Cup came into the league later, but my gut is Cooper Cup. Uh, sorry, Robert Woods is the guy I'm going to invest in, if anyone. I'm, I'm yeah, and, that, and that's that's exactly what I think I was leaning towards. Is, is I think I would say Woods would do well, and then you know, um, but uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll see when it comes out. What, uh, what do you think about Higby? So here's the thing with Higby. I think he's. I think uh, locate. I think where he's at with the Rams and everything. I think he's going to be great. The only. The only. Thing I hate about Higby is that he has, I want to say, the most difficult tight end schedule in the league. So when it comes to facing opposing defenses, tight end wise, um, you know that's the that's that that so that's that's the only little that's the only little kink in his armor that that I can see. Other than that, I think he's going to do great. Um, you, you know, you you always see uh, Stafford throwing to his tight ends. So uh, the only problem yeah. is he's going to have a t- he's going to have tough matchup. He's gonna have the. I think he has one of the toughest matchups in the league when it comes to tight ends. Jeez, I can't believe you've already looked at the tight end defensive matchups. Oh, I'm on it, sir. Oh, I'm so far behind. Can you, in fact, can you not draft for Chris this weekend? Can you draft for me, and I'll draft for Chris. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, this this is a one. I mean, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby were kind of like a one A one B. I know Higby was more the one A, but I think with Everett gone now to the Seahawks. Higby, you'd imagine, is a benefactor. Um, but then we were saying they don't really throw in the slot too much, or Stafford doesn't throw in the slot too much. But uh, if if you're going to go for any tight end in LA, you'd think it's Higby over like a rookie like Hopkins or uh, 
you know, Jacob Harris, for example. Correct. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he should definitely Higby should be drafted no matter what. Um, he'd just be a later QB, a later tight end with value. Cool. So we'll go to the um, Cardinals next up then. Um, so QB of note anyway, uh, Kyler Murray. How high does Kyler sit for you in uh, redraft and in dynasty? I'll start with you, Paul. I was I wasn't that convinced of Kyler. I mean, I I, I am now. Uh, that's another. I managed to not have Kyler in any of my leagues, and I think I've got like forty six quarterbacks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm in redraft and well, in redraft and dynasty. I'm I'm pretty keen to get him somewhere. Actually, I don't think I probably will. But um, although he he seems to have slipped a smidge. Who who. Sits ahead of Kyler for you, Mahomes being the obvious argument. But who else would you say you'd take over Kyler? I'd still probably take Dak. I'd still take Josh Allen. Okay. Um, and Mo? I'll I'll take Josh Allen. Um, Dak injury concern. Uh, if, he, yeah, if he's that, healthy, that's it probably. Oh, yeah, if he's healthy, I would take Dak, of course. Um, I would put I would put Kyler as maybe my fifth QB. I'm trying to think one or two. Uh, I can't point. think he's fourth. I don't know if I put um. Oh, I've got a kind of Watson, yeah, yeah, you have you have a asterisk on Watson as well. I think I think with between the injuries between Dak and Watson issue, um, I would say he's top. I would say he's top four, top five. Easy. I think he's kind of four by, yeah, I, I'd say that, three, yeah, probably. But I'm not sure. I'm drafting quite where he seems to have been going. So it's interesting because the four, the four you've mentioned are probably the top four in most people's view. Um, me included, um, I would probably have Kyler number two personally, because he he gets the ru- he's got the rushing upside almost to the extent that Lamar has. Yeah. I know he's not schemed in as much as Lamar, but he's also got good receivers, very very good. So if you look at someone like Lamar, he doesn't have the receiving quality that Kyler does. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. You've now got AJ Green. Where, what got- happened to Hopkins last year, right? Because I, I feel like he was, I can't actually remember. But he wasn't, he was a bit of a bust last year, no? No, I think he was a top. Only player. in the, yeah, in the playoffs, I think he was a bit of a letdown. And is that it's, what it was? That, it's that recency bias. You tend to remember what happened uh, in the playoffs. But I, I can't, I can't help but, because I've got Hopkins and um, Metcalf as potential keepers. Oh, nice. And I know you guys all said Hopkins, but I, I want to keep, Met, I think I'm keeping Metcalf. And, Metcalf and, and that's, gives you the longer term play. You'll, you'll probably, after this year, you'd probably want Metcalf over Hopkins. But Yeah, and I've only got one more year on it. But I, I just, I, I watched so much of Metcalf last year. Hopkins seemed to disappoint me a, a lot last year. And I don't really, I can't, I don't know if I, I am just badly anecdotally remembering some near misses or something. He's, um, no, I, think, I think he was a top, he was a wide receiver one, I believe. Um, uh, one, th- one thing, just kind of give you a heads up. Uh, Hopkins has the eighth easiest schedule for wide receiver. While Metcalf has the, um, uh, I want to say he's, he's he's like like again, uh, it looks like he has a twenty third, twenty third most difficult. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah, twenty third um easiest. So there's a big. Dis- I mean, because you got to think, yeah. he has to go against Patrick Peterson twice a year. He's got to go against Ramsey twice a year. Um, he has to go against these elite corners and in, in right in the division itself. So, I'm uncomfortable how unprepared I am for this draft, mate. <laughs> I, hey, hey this is this, this is why you joined up, sir. This is why you joined up. We should have started earlier. I've got to go like in about three minutes. I'm going to be late, never mind. Okay, uh, so James Conner was added and they've got Chase Edmonds. Mo, how do you see that backfield playing out? 
Chase Edmonds, I think he's going to be a beast this year. Sleeper yeah. running back. Do you think he has the physique to be the alpha? I think so, and I think he's proved it when he, when he's actually um uh, I think he's actually put on a couple uh I want to say put on some weight this year. Who hasn't? Uh, he hasn't. <laughs> no, I said who hasn't. Oh, hasn't. Ch- Chase Edmonds. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, no, I think um I, I I think I think he's gonna be the majority. Of the, he's um he's gonna. I mean, Connor's. You can't expect him to be healthy. Uh, I think Connor's gonna get the goal line work here and there, but I think Chase Edmonds. I mean, you're gonna see him break away, and in that high powered offense. Um, I like Chase Edmonds. I think I think you're also getting very good value for him. I mean, you're not drafting him in the first, you know, in the top three rounds, uh, but it, you know he's been falling in a lot of draft boards. So who do you rather have in redraft? Let's say PPR or half PPR, Daryl Henderson or Chase Edmonds? Ooh, um, Edmonds just because of the uncertainty of what's what the, what the Rams are going to do. Right. Okay. Um, so again, to the receivers, I mentioned some of the names earlier. The big ones, of course, are DeAndre Hopkins. They've added AJ Green, who, you know, injury dependent, could be a big sort of contributor. Christian Kirk's still around. They've added Rondale Moore, um, who's, you know, big bit of a speedster, gives them a new threat. What's your view for redraft on that, um, out, on that uh, receiving call outside of AJ, sorry, outside of Hopkins? Anyone else you're drafting? In redraft? In redraft. Kirk? Mm. So you'd rather have Kirk over AJ Green or Rondell Moore? Uh, Well, I'm not sure where they're going at the moment. Um, AJ Green, still, yeah, I'd take in redraft. But Kirk, I think, showed some really good potential. Um, Was it his third year? Uh, Yes, I think third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and I, I still I think he's got some upside potential this year. Yeah, I, I definitely like Kirk in Dynasty. Um, I don't know about redraft. I mean, honestly, no. I don't okay, know. sorry. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably I, I, right. I just don't know who's gonna. I, I mean, outside of Hopkins, I don't know who's gonna. I mean, if you if if AJ Green of old shows up, I want AJ Green. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I mean, man, it's a crapshoot. So yeah. you kind of want to bring the dice. Would be quite interesting, right? Oh, best ball! I think you would. I think you would take AJ Green and Kirk both. I I agree. Yeah. And Rondé Moore. Jeez, how many people? Rondell Moore in best ball definitely. He's going to have some big blow up games, but I don't think I can rely on him as a week to week starter. Um, yep. uh, tight end, it really is a sea of <laughs> nobodies. Um, they got a lot of tight ends, but nobody of note. Angeline Bunting, Daniels, Labelle, Sakovitz, Travis, Max Williams. Um, are you even drafting a tight end of Cardinals? Uh, not in a redraft, no. In Dynasty, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're in Dynasty, you're going to be taking him in like the thirtieth round. So maybe Max Williams or Daniels, I guess. <laughs> okay. Anyone's your anyone's your guess at this point? I'm not taking any of them. Yeah. Unless it's a mistake. <laughs> Which is quite possible. Auto draft will do that to you sometimes, mm-hmm. but those mistakes can turn into winners. Uh, okay, uh, moving in division then to the Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson. Historically, uh, guys, I'm, I'm always jump, just before you start this one, so don't ruin the cut. I'm going to have to jump. I'm afraid. No worries, Paul. Right, you to jump Good now. to have you back. I'll be back properly from um, from going forward now. I'll be uh, I'll be back in the schedule and hopefully up to date after this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Take care, man. Right, yeah. Looking forward right. to this weekend, sir. All right. See you on a uh, see you Saturday morning. All right. Sounds good, man. Saturday. Just me and you, Mo. Do this. Uh, so Russell Wilson, look, he's historically top four, top five QB, but they move towards more of a running offense, um, which is really weird because last year Russell Wilson started off just he was in MVP conversation. I think at one point yeah. he was the favorite for the MVP. Um, you know, it was all about let Russ cook. And then all of a sudden they stopped letting Russ cook and kind of coincided with the downfall of the Seahawks. So how do you feel about this year with Russell Wilson? Do you think they're going to let Russ cook? I, well, I think last year, I think they still try to let him cook, but it was the defenses that just, um, they either, they just covered the wide receivers for one, or I mean, and, and his line just, or line didn't protect him long enough. And, uh, you know, with Carson's injury, with n- not having a solid running back back there, um, Penny was out, out all year. I think I think that that was kind of like their major downfall. I mean, I want to say trap between Homer and DJ Dallas, and they started a lot of those games towards the end. I mean, all defense is new. Let's just go ahead and um, go and play zone, put sit back, cover the wide receivers, and just just you know rush maybe five five people at them or blitz them here and there, and they were getting pressure. And um, unfortunately, I mean, I, I mean, I, fortunately, I think he's going to do better this year. Unfortunately, again, I'm looking at the strength of schedule. He has the most difficult schedule than any other QB in the league this year. So on a, on a draft wise, I mean, unless you're getting value for him and you you know you're picking him up you know in a redraft later in the rounds, um, mm. I th- you know dynasty, I think you're fine. I mean, he's he should be a top ten QB, um, uh, dra- you know, drafted. But redraft, I'm I'm almost kind of hesitant to draft him early, um, at least. Uh, just again, um, it, it, he will do he'll he'll do fine. Uh, it's it's just um, I I don't like picking QBs that have the that, that most difficult schedule. Yeah, just looking at his schedule, you're right. He's got some really like good defenses. You've got the Broncos, you've got the Chargers. Of course, in division, he's going to have the 49ers and the Rams. Pittsburgh's got a good D. Uh, New Orleans has a good D. Washington, we know, has a good D. Um, and then in the playoffs, okay, week 17, which is going to be most people's final, is the Lions. He'll do so great, great then. Yeah, he should do great then. But, but you know, even leading even up to sort it, of in the lead up to that, the first two weeks of the playoff, you've got the Rams and the Bears. So you're right. It's a tough, tough schedule. Do you have him in your top 10 this year? Um, I I think so. I mean, he's just he's just too talented. I think he has to. Um, and one thing I'm, I did, I haven't followed is um how well uh Seahawks have improved their line because again, remember that was an issue. You have Carson back as long as Carson and Penny stay healthy. Um, I I, I mean he, he's he's gonna I I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be fine. I mean it might just be an overreaction by me, but I mean again I don't value QBs very high in a you know one QB redraft league. So I usually yeah. try to, you know, I try to find more value. No, that's fair. So Carson is back. How are you feeling about Carson this year? Would you be comfortable with him as your running back one? Uh, to start the year, start the year probably. Um, uh, but again, injuries. Uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Carson's getting drafted in the first two rounds. Um, and because of that, I think I would only put him as a running back two. I don't think I, I would find him. I, I would not find it comfortable for him to be a running back one. Mm. Um, and again, it's more or less his injury history. And I think Penny's back. 
So, I mean, you know, even when Penny's been there, Carson's usually got majority of the touches, but you've seen the hot hand play out, and sometimes Penny will come in and, you know, leave him for, uh, you know, a couple of series. So, um, because of that, I'm, again, difficult schedule, tough defenses they'll be pa- facing. Um, I definitely don't want him as a running back one. I think he'd be my running back two. I'd be, I'd be very comfortable with the running back two position, but not, not one. Okay. Do you have any faith in Dallas or Penny or even anyone else? I know last year they had like Travis Homer, for example. Do you think anyone else can be fantasy playable? That's, I think outside of injuries, I'm going to say no. Um, Penny, Penny, maybe. Uh, again, we, we, Penny's unfortunately just been, just been plagued with so many injuries. He was the one guy that I always thought coming out of college that he was going to take. Um, he's going to take a, a good a good amount of shares in that backfield, but. Um, just, just never, just never progressed. Unfortunately for him. Yeah. So Seahawks won the division last year. How do you think they'll fare this year? I'm gonna go with. Um, I don't think they're winning it. They're gonna get in. It's gonna be too wild. I, I think Rams have a more complete team than anyone. Um, and then, and then I think Arizona's just gonna get better. So I'm gonna put them second or third in the division. Okay. Yeah, because you've got the 49ers as well, who've got a lot of players returning. Yeah, and injury. they just have that one uncertainty at QB. Um, so uh, uh, that's the only uncertainty, because I mean, they have Trey Lance. I mean, I don't think he's he's, he's ready to start this year. Um, I mean, he could be. Uh, he's got a lot of talent. But this year, I'm almost chalking up. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm basically putting 49ers season based on the QB, uh, Cole Garoppolo at this point. Yeah, because they've got a lot of returners on defense as well, right? Oh, so their defense. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be soft. They're going to be a mean defense. I mean, yep. Nick Bosa's back. D Ford is back. Um, so, you know, their pass rush is going to be back to much better than what it was last year. You've got Fred Warner, who's the highest paid linebacker in the league now. Um, I'm sure he'll be overtaken by um, Darius Leonard soon enough. But still, just goes to show <laughs> they've got... They're pretty stacked, um, you know, on defense. One of the better O-lines as well. So they're definitely set up to win. Now, we'll get to the 49ers anyway. Carrying on with the Seahawks then, the two main receivers are Lockett and Metcalf. Um, Nobody really of note. I know they added, um, gosh, what's the name of the rookie? Eskridge. Dwayne Eskridge, that's the one. So he could have a role to play. You know, there's nobody particularly of note. I agree. Um, I think I think the only thing with Eskridge, he's been injured, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, so he hasn't played much. And uh, you know, you know me when it comes to rookies and training camp and mini camp. Mm. Um, that's 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 where that's 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 where they earn their stripes. And um, I think that's gonna that's gonna set his development back a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think right now just Metcalf and Lockett. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I would be taking anyone else that would be fantasy relevant. Um, I think Estridge will could develop into a great wide receiver down the road, though. Yeah. And Tyler Lockett, he, he tends to always be in that wide receiver one-two territory. Think he repeats this year? Um, it's just such a tough division. Um, I'm gonna, I think he's going to have those games win. I think when Metcalf is... Is covered with their uh, with the opposing top cornerbacks, and they have a safety lurking on on Metcalf side. I think that's when Lockett's going to feast. Yeah. So um, I think he'll have his games. I think great best ball candidate. Uh, but um, I, you know, I, I I don't think I don't know if you're going to have that consistent um, consistency from them. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Again, it just 
they're they're going up against very tough division, uh, tough defenses this year. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm happy. To, I'm always happy to start Lockett as my wide receiver too, though. So yeah. Would you rather have Lockett or one of the rookie receivers this year? So you've got Jamar Chase, you've got Devonta Smith, you've got Jalen Waddle. Uh, the only one I would take, in, the only rookie I would take over Lockett would be Chase. Okay. And I, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, Devonta Smith, uh, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, two to three MCL. weeks. Yeah, yeah sprained MCL. It, it's, it's relatively minor. Um, I think there's it's, it's yeah. training camp, though. Anytime training camp, that's when you build that rapport with the QB and whatnot. So not a, not a good way to start. Yeah, for sure. And then tight ends, as I mentioned, they've added Gerald Everett. They've got Will Disley. Um, it's weird because some games Wilson leans on tight ends, but not very often. So, is there any of the tight ends that you're interested in for your for your redraft? Uh, unfortunately, not. Um, I think both Will Disley and Everett. I think they're going. I think they're going to. They're gonna be. Um, I think I, I can almost. I can almost see uh, Seahawks doing a two tight end set. That kind of help the running game out. Also help with protection. Um, and I think they'll also give give you know two additional big weapons for um, Wilson. Uh, yeah. But um, I think again strength of schedule. I'm kind of leaning towards that. And if uh, I think Everett's, I think he should be the clear one the one A tight end. Um, but I again, if you're getting value, I mean, I, I think I'm probably looking at more like free agency for these guys. Or maybe late in the round, um, maybe as a twelfth tight end off the board. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, tight end wise, I think they have the okay. Seahawks actually have the most difficult schedule for all opposing tight ends. The Rams was number really? 29th. so mm. staying away just for that reason. No, that that's fair. Um, so then, last team in the division we've mentioned them is of course the 49ers. So. Over or under Jimmy Garoppolo, 10 starts, how do you feel? <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. That's actually a very good number. Um, if you had said seven or six, I would have said over. Uh, 10's a tough one. Um, what's, what's, a, what's a schedule look like? What does their schedule look like? Let's see. The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to base on how they're doing. So their first... Um, and the, and Detroit, the thing with 10, 10's mm-hmm. a weird number, right? Because you're unlikely to drop a QB after 10 games unless you think you're not going to make the playoffs. Correct. And I think based on their schedule, I mean, you're playing Detroit and Philly. Okay, Green Bay is going to be difficult. Then you got Seattle, Arizona, Indy, Quebec issue. I mean, they kind of saw a defense. I'm going to go with over just because I think they'll, be, they'll remain in the hunt. I, th- I think I think they'll they'll you know I think they can win a couple of those games. They have some, they have a good number of games they can win. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think we both I think we all said that Trey Lance um is probably one of the best prospects uh one of the best QB, QB prospects coming out. However, he's probably the rawest of them all. Um, so I think I mean I, I think they're gonna they got it's really gonna be based on Trey Lance and how he develops and whatnot. So. Um, I think and a grapple, again grapple. I think this time he's actually come in. You know, no, no, he doesn't have any major injuries. He was recovering from. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see, let's see what he can do. Uh, yeah, I, I feel I get the feeling this is maybe Garoppolo's year, and then if they start at like two and four, they may plug Lance in um, and just sort of give up on the division. But I don't think that team's made to sort of not make the playoffs because they're just so good on defense. 
Yeah. That, that alone should, you know. And then they've got Kittle returning. They've got uh, Debo returning. Um, so let, let's go to the running backs first. 49ers always have a crowded running back room. <laughs> Jeff Wilson is now out for about six months. So you'd probably rule him out for most of the season. I think um, not worth rostering at all in redraft leagues, but in your dynasty, unless you're small rosters, he did show out well. I mean, I started Jeff Wilson in the championship game last season. And, yeah. you know, he was a key contributor um, in winning the league. So, um, yeah, don't drop him unless you absolutely, absolutely have to. But let's talk about everyone else then. So they've got Raheem Mostert, who you'd imagine will probably get start the carries. And they've got two rookies in Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, You've got Jermichael Hasty, who's the rookie from last season. They've added Wayne Goldman in. It's always messy, but is there anyone you trust as, let's say, an RB2 out of this pack? If, if he can stay healthy, I, I mean, I'm going to say Mostert. I mean, he, he's going to be the starter. Um, I, I think if he, the only question is if he's going to stay healthy. Um, they do they do kind of play the hot hand, um, whichever running back's got the hot end and whatnot. So you, you do have that concern. Um, I don't. I don't see. I mean, the next best, the next best uh, breakout candidate, I guess, in the running back field would probably. I mean, I want to say Gallman because he did decent. He, you know, he had decent games in with the Giants, but it's probably going to have to be Sermon, um, maybe Mitchell. Um, I haven't been following much in many camp to see um, how well you know that 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 group has been doing. And I mean, I think I think that, I mean just I think the teams are about to just put their pads on and whatnot. So. Um, I know the. Um, I, I've heard good things about the wide receivers, but I haven't heard much about the running backs. Um, I w- I'm kind of staying away. I mean, if you're going to draft someone again, I w- only if you find value, you would pro- I would probably only go for Moldstart in a redraft. Yeah. Um, but I mean, outside of that, I mean, yeah, take your pick. See, what well, one thing I would say is history has taught me. Um, just if you've got deep rosters, roster a 49 is running back because they probably <laughs> will get a chance at some point, and. That's why if I see Elijah Mitchell on a deep dynasty roster on like the waivers, I'd probably add him just as a dart throw. Again, yeah. you know, if, if it's small rosters, but I think at one point or another, Mitchell will get a chance. Sermon will obviously as a round two pick, I think round two, was it round three, whatever it was, um, you know, we'll get the first crack if anything happens to most of it. But it wouldn't surprise me. And it's the same with Jeff Wilson. It's just, he was the guy when Coleman and Mostert were down, for example. Um, and, you know, he did he did do all right when he got the chance. Um, they play that zone scheme, don't they, as well? So, yep. um, uh, OK, so receivers then. I think uh, this is where they're going to be a bit better than they have been historically or more recently. So they've got Brandon Ayuk, who showed up really well last year. Right on cue, just as we mentioned, Brandon Ayuk, look who joins. Oh, yeah. Someone's ears must be burning again with yeah. Ayuk. To come in and um, talk about how I snipe my one. Oh, every yeah. Just, so. go and just dig that knife a little deeper into my side here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're just talking about the 49ers receiving room, actually. It's the last of our team. So we've got Brandon Ayuk. We've obviously got Debo Samuel. Then they've still got a few players like Richie James and uh, Jordan Matthews, who they've added, Travis Benjamin, but uh, Jig, seeing Sanu. as you, 
Oh yeah, and Sanu as well. He's sort of moved around a fair bit recently. Um, nobody else, I don't think, of um, note. But uh, Chiggs, what's your thought on Debo and Ayuk this year, given the uncertainty at quarterback? Well, here's the thing, and this this is what I'm. This is probably for me the hardest uh, group of wide receivers to kind of call because I, I love them both um, as players. You know, talent. Um, the ability to kind of make big plays, but that that offense is still funneled through George Kittle, probably. So he should have the lion's shares of targets. But I think last year they all kind of performed at points. But I don't. I would like to see the stats of how many games they end up playing together, and what the target shares would have been in those games. Yeah. But that said. They had all sorts of rubbish throwing them the ball, right? Was it CJ Bethard and Nick Mullins or whoever it was? Like even Jimmy G only started maybe the first few games and then got injured, did he? Yeah, he was out a lot last year. I think he, yeah. four or five games he must have played. So so I think my, my expectation this year is the quarterback play will be improved. So I think everyone gets a bump up from that. You'd expect everyone to be healthy. So they almost they kind of cannibalize each other a bit. Um, and then obviously Trey Lance is a bit of the wild card. But again, if you think Jimmy G is going to start the season, he should be solid. And then if Trey Lance is doing well, then that should only improve the offense. Um, but I think it's going to be difficult to call on any given week, which of the two is going to be, you know, be the be the guy. So I think they'll both end up over over a season long, probably end up finishing as low to mid wide receiver twos any given week one of them will probably finish as a wide receiver one I see that who do you rather have for the season in a PPR league so personally um, Brandon Ayuk but mm. can it down to value so if, if I'm getting Ayuk in the sixth round for example and Debo in the ninth I'll probably just wait for Debo yeah that makes sense the buzz from training camp is that they've both been lighting it up. Uh, I was just reading it the other day. Debo more on the um, sort of deeper outs and um, Ayuk more on the short and intermediate. So I think Ayuk, they're saying, was getting targeted more, but Debo was also burning the, the DBs. And the reason I mentioned that is because I think it then plays into who's going to be your quarterback. Because for me, if it's Garoppolo, I want Ayuk. Because I think he's going to, Garoppolo's more of a play safe. If it's Trey Lance, I think I want Debo, um, personally. But uh, Mo, Ayuk v uh, Debo, what's your I thoughts? I, I think I'm taking Debo. Um, uh, Ayuk almost filled in a lot of uh, uh, Debo's plays, Debo being out. And at the end, I mean, if you look at once Debo got back, um, Ayuk's share did go down significantly. Um uh, and well, actually, when Kiddo was on the field as well, when Kiddo was out, they still kind of, you know, they they kind of had all these, you know, you had jet sweeps and whatnot. The thing is, both of them could do each other's, they could play each other's um, position. So mm. um, and really, so again, it's one of those team. It's, it's again, it's, I kind of compared to kind of cups, cup and woods, um, where you just have two great wide receivers. Anyone could be a wide receiver. One just kind of depends on who's going to be. Um, who's 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 going to play well? But again, I do agree with Chiggs when they say the offense is still going to go through Kittle, and how and um, they're going to look at him first. 
So um, I'm, I'm, I'm again. I think I'm looking for value. I'm, I, I'm probably, I'm definitely drafting Debo over Ayuk more just because of experience and whatnot. Um, I still do think Debo is a better player, and uh, when it comes to just being a pure wide receiver, um, the gimmicky plays I think Ayuk will probably be, uh, be better at. Uh, but again, if you're looking for a pure wide receiver, I think the value you're getting with Debo is significantly higher than the value you get with Ayuk, based on like uh, draft uh, where they're going with uh, uh, draft wise for redraft. Mm. And any of the other names worth even mentioning for redraft or for dynasty? Anyone you got any even a mild interest in? No, not outside of injuries. I mean, maybe Sanu, but again, even that, it's 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 yeah, it's a long shot. Yeah, you, you're talking just wide receivers here, or just just, just receivers? Yeah. No, just receivers. Yeah. Yeah. No, the other guys are going to be purely waiver wire pickups. You know, if one of these guys goes down, and you know, you've you've seen it before, right? Is it like Richie James and uh, Kendrick Bourne? You know, have, have done all right in random starts when they've needed to, but yeah, it's, it's, they're waiver wire guys, really. Yeah. If if something was to happen, Ryu. Who's the next man you'd have some interest in? Is it Richie James, Jordan Matthews, Mohamed Sanu? Will Jalen Hurd possibly be back? <laughs> Travis Benjamin, who's still floating around. Who's the next man you would then have some interest in on the waivers? So for me, it'd be Jalen Hurd, just purely because um, of his kind of skill set. And, you know, he's been injured. We haven't really seen him, but you know, I like the upside there. Yeah, and Mo? I'm going to kind of lean Mo, Mo Sanu, but I think I'm more or less going to stay away. Even if there's yeah. one injury, I think I'm probably just going to stay away, honestly. Yeah, if anything, I think it means Debo, for example, will get a lot more targets. Correct. Yeah. Hey, Mark Kittle will get, get you know, the lion's share. And probably the, probably the wide receiver. Honestly, I would probably, a wide receiver like, you know, a Jeff Wilson or someone coming out of the backfield will get more looks. Than... Yeah, running back. Um so, okay, George Kittle then, he's the um, tight end. A few seasons ago, arguably the tight end one. Now, where does he sit for you this year? Uh, for me, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm Kelsey and Waller, I think, are number one, number two. Um, and then I'll probably go, yeah, probably go number three then with Kittle. I mean, uh, even I'll probably take Hawkinsock or Kittle, honestly. I think he's more like tight end four for me, just... Just because, again, that this offense, I mean, also Kittle's got injury issues. He's always out a couple games, but he's a pure beast. He's blocking super hard. Um, and, but, you know, the, the 49ers, I mean, they got weapons between Ayuk and Samuel. Mm. Uh, and it, it's, not like, it's not a team that throws a lot. Like you say, they rely on their defense. Uh, so because of that, I'm almost going to lean towards a team that has no defense or has no offense. And Hawkinsock is going to maybe get um, uh, going to get more looks and targets, so uh, I'm going to rate him as a tight end four in my book this year, which I know is terrible, but this is purely for fantasy purposes. It's funny because if I look at um, Kittle's, so this this is I'm just using TBC for the scoring formats, so obviously tight end premium, I have you, but finishes the. Tight end three and the tight end two in 18 and 19, but he only scored five touchdowns in both of those seasons. And then last year, obviously, with the injuries and stuff, he had two touchdowns. So he's not a guy that's, you know, a, a big red zone guy. His thing is, you know, PPR, yards after the catch. You know, I think before he got injured, he had like a 50 point game, like an absolute monster. Yep. 
you know, like 15 receptions, yeah, 15 receptions, 183 yards and a touchdown. Like, there's not many players in the league that can do that. So he's a proper difference maker. Mm. Um, I, I think I, I do agree with Martin. For me, Kelsey won Waller two just because of the offenses they play in and, and their target share there and the other weapons. Uh, Kittle, I would still have as number three just because I know that, that pure upside that he has. Um, yeah, I think for redraft, I still actually have Andrews ahead of um, Hawkinson, personally. Um, I, I just think Lamar will continue to target him. Uh, in a dynasty, however, I see the gap is a lot closer between um, Kittle and Hawk. Kittle, you know, those injuries are just starting to niggle where they didn't previously. Um, he's going to be 28 next month. So, you know, for tight ends, they, their body does take a bit more of a, a bashing. Um, but, yeah, I'm I, with Jigs. Would you, if you had George Kittle and you were not a contender, mm-hmm. would you trade him straight up for Kyle Pitts? Oh. It's really hard. It, Kyle Pitts is so difficult for me because I know everything points to him being the next sort of big thing but he could easily be the next Eric Ebon right so and this is it and there's a lot of uncertainty at the Falcons as well that's... you know they've lost Julio Matt Ryan you say is in the final is in the latter stages you're seeing a regression in Ryan I think in the next season they could trade big and get like the, the second QB for example um I don't think I would Personally. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Just because uncertainty right now, I too. Uh, you just don't. I mean, you don't know Kyle. And honestly, San Francisco. We're kind of basing this on how San Francisco is a team today. And again, they're more the defensive team. They run the ball. Um, I mean, they could. I mean, who knows? I mean, when Trey Lance gets back there, you know, the defense is going to age. They will just sign, re-sign some of their uh, top, uh, you know, defensive uh, players. I think you might. You can see a shift into a more offensive type of scheme. And you got because you have two great wide receivers, a top tight end. They could end up throwing the ball more. So, I mean, Kittle, I think, is probably the second best tight end talent-wise outside of Kelsey. And maybe even one just because of youth-wise. Um, mm. I, I, it's, it's Again, the only reason I've made him low lower in fantasy is just because of the scheme they're in, where he's playing, how he plays. Uh, but, I mean, I think talent-wise, I, I think he's the second best tight end. So because of that, I'm going to go no. Um, I mean, and... I mean, I, I mean, but again, it's uncertainty. I mean, it's it's a rookie, Kyle Pitts. You know, he everything from everything I'm hearing, he's gonna be that great tight end. Um, but honestly, I mean, I th- I think either way, I honestly I think it might be a win-win situation. So I, you, there might not be a big gap between Kittle and Pitts. I think it might be a win-win both ends. Let me okay. Then I'll, I'll rephrase the question then to make it something. Yeah, and I'll put it there because exactly of that uncertainty between pits what about tj hawkinson obviously we've seen what he's done for the last two seasons um yeah this should be the third year breakout even though probably you could arguably say he had it last year would you trade kittle for hawkinson straight up if you were not contending this year and probably not going to be contending next year i, I know I'm, I'm gonna say i don't think so because i think kittle's still better i think he's just a better player i'm the only reason i'm giving hawkinson the edge this year is because of um just the Detroit's just going to be it's going to be it's going to be garbage time scoring, um, in my opinion. So that's the only reason I'm giving Hawkinson the edge this year. 
uh, and um, but Kittle is just a better player. And uh, again, teams just evolve, and you know they lose players on one side or the other. And just because of that, pure talent wise, I think Kittle's the better talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd want a little bit on top of Hawkinson. I still, as you said, the gap is narrowed for sure. Yeah. With Hawkinson's breakout and Kittle's sort of injury last year, but I think Kittle is still ahead. If if I'm in complete rebuild and Kittle's my only sort of stud, and I could get younger, and if I could say give Kittle and a second for Hawkinson and a first, I think that's kind of the equalizer I'd be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think Hawk and a first alone might be a bit much. It's like okay, well look, I'll give you my second. And you know we're kind of then talking a bit more of a level playing field. But what's the, I mean, Kittle and Hawkinson age isn't a big difference. Isn't it just a year or two? I mean, Kittle is a young guy. He's still on his rookie contract. Oh no, he signed. He just signed an extension, did he? He's just, he just signed. signed yeah. So he, he's he twenty eight. He's twenty eight next month. And what's Hawkinson? Twenty five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in tight end speed, that's quite big though. Um, mm. I didn't, oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that Kittle was that old. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Hawkinson is twenty-four, so he's not twenty-five until March. So there's about a four-year age gap there. Mm, okay, um, well, okay, that makes sense. And Hawkinson's entering now. His, I mean, we've always said year three is normally the the big year for tight ends. I think Hawkinson and Fant both sort of showed that in their year threes last season. Yeah, four now. Uh, I can see them both taking a step up, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if next year we're talking about Fant as sort of a top five, top six dynasty tight end because um, he's had a bit of inconsistent quarterback play. Is this not um, Hawkinson's third year? He's coming into now. I think yeah, I thought this was his third. Is this his year three? Yeah, yeah. It's year three too. I think. Yeah, oh, okay. I've been a fan of both two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay. So then, yeah, this this you know, in theory, then should be the the breakout season. Then, as we say, looks um, like everyone's going to be targeting him in on Saturday's draft. By the sounds of this, <laughs> <laughs> unless you already have Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Mo. So, what do we need to get you to uh, sabotage? Uh, <laughs> sabotage Chris's team. I, I need to have a I need to have a sidebar with Chris and uh, see what he's going to give me to not sabotage his team first. <laughs> we'll, we'll start from there. We'll start the bidding process. Ah, brilliant. Okay. Well, we'll be back soon to uh, discuss another division. See you guys this weekend at the draft, and uh, good luck. And let's hope somebody can take it off Al this season. See what are you thinking about keepers for next year? I'm only keeping one. Um, I think it was Devontae Adams for me. Um, my, my roster was pretty bad, hence why I was the worst record uh, <laughs> and second worst points. So, yeah. What I've about got yourself? Bit, got a bit of a dilemma. So, I've got Travis Kelsey, Zeke, and Jonathan Taylor. Um, so, I need to keep two of those three. Do you do you guys just lose the, ra- the round you drafted them or just the first two rounds you lose? Did you, you, you lose... With your first and second round picks, depending on. So I think if you keep one, you lose your second round pick, and if you keep two, yeah. your first and second. Oh, okay, you only keep, okay. Well, who's it? Yeah, Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Zeke, and Travis Kelsey. Oh, wow, that's and tough. But AJ Brown, I'm not going to keep. But I think I think of those those three, I think you can you can see in redrafts 
all of them going in the first eight to ten picks. Yeah. Yeah, some people had more riches to play with than others, let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was uh, after after Devontae Adams, it's basically Josh Jacobs, DJ Chark, (laughs) (laughs) DJ Moore or T.Y. Hilton. So, uh, yeah. You, you you made the same uh I'd say the same mistake as I did after uh, after we both won the title and was heavy the following year. Yep. So I think I think my my post winning season I think I had Nuke and uh, Devontae Adams or, or something like that, and it just was wasn't wasn't good. My running backs were terrible, and I think yeah the same thing happened to you last year, right? Yeah, and that's why for me it's going to be pretty easy. Um, like I'm keeping Devonte Adams. So I'm either taking the best running back available or the best tight end available um, at at that sort of pick too. Um, so if you don't keep Kelsey, I'll probably take Kelsey, or I'll probably end up taking someone like Zeke or yeah, you know, I don't know Mixon or someone. Uh, it's you're, you're basically you're probably going to end up with my the guy that I drop. Yeah, quite possibly player that you don't keep so yeah it's interesting first draft or first redraft draft of the season very excited um and yeah see you guys in a few days but for now um that's me signing out mo giddy up and chigs hey folks